Chris? T-Bone. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen. to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to find out if science has pink nipples or brown nipples. <laughs> I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Shearer. Hello. And Christopher Gibson. T-Bone says good day. T-Bag. Um, Alright, nipple colour. What? Uh, why, why are you limiting science to those two colours? I don't know, it just seems to be the main colours, isn't it? I'm not really sure. I guess I've got pink, which I think is what you wanted to know. Yeah. 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 Pink, Chris? Hmm. I think one of each. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know which one's which. Is that because of bruising on one? I'm I'm not really sure. I just think because oh, there's two God. colors available, science just has to have both. I, l- I love the idea that Chris's one fetish is like one nipple being absolutely sort of like uh, taken to town. <laughs> Is that why one's brown? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, okay. Ah. Um, I got pink nipples too. We are so not diverse nipple, nipple groups. Nipple-wise. Is, is that important? I think so. I think we should uh, get someone with brown nipples on the podcast. Okay. All right, what would science have? Um, well, I guess, yeah, so nipples are made for uh, fe- feeding young Yep. Uh, in the female sense. Science um, is, is forever, uh, does not produce young, and therefore would not have nipples. But I think it would because mm. it just would. Uh-huh. And the way it passes on knowledge is by people suckling on oh. science. That's how I imagine the situation So to the be. milk is like knowledge. Not yet. So you, you suckle the knowledge from science's teat. Mm. I've got nipples, but I can't have kids. So how does that work? Have you, has anyone sucked on your nipple for tw- 20 minutes to try to yeah, get them to work? I don't want to go into this in too much detail, <laughs> but they are phenomenally sensitive and I don't like that. That's not my thing. I really don't like it. Like, they really are very, very sensitive. So I think we get the picture. Yeah, yeah wow. Well, well, so even thinking now we don't want the picture anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing it up. Chris, you okay? Far out. Are you, you are uncomfortable right now. I, right now, thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. I used to be a boogie boarder when I was a kid. Yeah. And I actually, laying you on the boogie board, it's quite a rough surface. And I actually rubbed my nipples off a couple of times. Oh, So, it's, so you've just got scar tissue there. It's no, like no, koala's ass. How do I put this? They grew back. <laughs> <laughs> but they grew back more sensitive each time. So... Not into that. No. Not into this nipple. Like thing. a lizard's tail. Yeah, exactly. When I see <laughs> people with piercings, it I, it puts me on edge. I don't like that. Don't yeah. Like that. All right. But should we go back to what about science? Yeah. yeah sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so um, I have to agree with Cameron. I think. Uh, Good. I, I think, Wrong. I think it's Both smooth. I, I think it would be smooth and nippleless. I have to say. Fine. All right. You know what to do, people. Is take to the forum and let us know. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Us? Oh, or, or oh the no, listeners? sorry. The listeners. But now oh, you sorry. guys. Uh, news for the week. Um, Cameron, go. All right. Plenty of news. Oh, good. All right. Uh, number one. It's my birthday today. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Oh, thanks. Andy's a bit happy about my birthday than Chris is. No, no, no. I'm happy. I'm very happy. I'll let you talk about your birthday because we've got... Some birthday stuff for you, Cameron. Oh, really? We I should have brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Do you, do you, I, do you no, want it now? Yeah, okay. So yes. first of all is a homemade card. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. Take here, photos. Here you go. Oh, okay. So I've got a card here. It's a A4 uh, piece of paper folded in half. <laughs> it says, happy birthday, Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. And on the inside, I get my first ever photo <laughs> Of Buff Gib. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, handwritten uh, note here saying, Happy birthday, Shmoopy Shearer from T-Bone. Happy birthday, you stud. Love, Andy. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. I'm actually also <laughs> on that picture. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andy. I was just drawn to Buff Gib. Yeah. He did put it where people tend to hold cars as well, so your thumb was covering it. <laughs> and uh, did you pose... On the bottom left is Andy pulling his, um, I don't know, like posh English face. I don't know where he got that photo from. I got that from. on Facebook and it's one with you and Arnold. Oh, yeah. And I'm <laughs> pulling a really weird face. Arnold got cut out, but but uh, but you remain. So that card can actually be put up, uh, quite easily be put up on the um, on the Facebook page since it's Done. Um, just a PowerPoint file. But I tell you what. Tell you what <laughs> How like did you print on both sides? Well, I... I I went through a few iterations <laughs> and I didn't want anyone to see it. So I would hit print and then run straight upstairs as quick as my chubby legs could take me. And I didn't get, I nearly got caught a couple of times, but I didn't get caught. Oh. No, no one accidentally found it. It took me three goes to get the, I had to flip the orientation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I won't go into the details. You printing just continuous <laughs> photos of yourself, oh. yourself when you were about. Okay, there's more. Oh, there's more? There's more. So, um, Can my day get any better? It, it will. Probably not. It will not. get surprisingly, <laughs> it will get shockingly better. I've printed out a couple of um, my greatest papers okay. for you to read. Yep. I would advise get yourself a nice big glass of wine, uh-huh. draw yourself a nice warm bath, Okay. put in some bath salts, get Lauren to... Massage your tense neck. This is getting a bit. Yeah, this is getting so, a bit much. It's really prescriptive. Getting to touch your balls. Sit back and read, <laughs> read these papers. Now, one okay. in particular. Whenever I used to check to see if I could download it, mm-hmm. it wasn't accessible. It was too old. Okay. It's back. It's back. It's back. Baby. In downloadable form. In downloadable form. Here we go, Cameron. My very very first paper that I came up with on my own. Ooh. My idea did all the work. The Gibson did all the analysis. method. This this is the first Gibson method. All right. So I have. He's given me a signed copy of determination of the spring constants of probes for force microscopy slash spectroscopy. Mm. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Cameron? Um. Yeah. Um. Um. Pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's ecstatic, people. Um. And it's got about 180 odd sites on Scopus. So um. So feel, better frame it. Feel privileged. Feel honoured. Yeah, it gets about five or six sites a year. So, uh, boom, there you go. Now, one more. But Cameron, I would like you to look at the email address for the corresponding author. Oh, we've got a funny email address it's one. It's a funny one. It's a funny one. All right, we've got this one here called, it's signed again, called The Method to Determine the Spring Constant of Atomic Force Microscope Cantilevers. It's exactly the same as the last one you just gave me. <laughs> Isn't it? No, no, no. It's a different method. 
This is how many methods have you got? Oh, the other I've one's got, determination. Got this here. one, no, the other one says determination of spring constants. This one's method to determine spring constants. Yeah, and then there'll be another one that says techniques. <laughs> <laughs> uh, email address down the bottom. Uh, <laughs> so I made the joke about vegetable dot day a yep. few weeks ago, Andy. Chris, uh, you can write to him at as Doctor Gib double oh seven. Yeah. <laughs> At emailprovider.co.uk. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's amazing. Very good. So, review scientific instruments also don't care how professional your email address is. No, it's an amazing journal, but um, But they overlook things. Isn't Gib007 your username and password? Um, No. Uh, Soon not to be. (laughs) But Cameron? It gets better. There's more. There's more? Oh, he's reaching deep. Oh, a packet of chips. Deep what the, a rustle. Deep into my sack of goodies. It's already gift wrapped. Oh. And the three items in here are connected to what you're about to go on tomorrow, which is... Uh, I'm about to fly to Croatia for, for my honeymoon. Woo! Yep. Three gifts. And everything here is from, from me and, um, me and uh, Andy. So here you go. All right. Enjoy. So... Okay, they've been to a chemist. <laughs> Do I want to say this out loud? No, I don't. <laughs> All right, so there's some um, baby lotion because Ooh. a few of our friends who are visiting have have children. Uh, there's Imodium, effective relief of diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> you are going to a foreign country, so yeah, it always uh, happens. You never trust the food. Be careful. Uh, and. Um, uh, what's this? It's lemon sorbet moisturizing body souffle. <laughs> I don't know. What you, is it? I'm not sure whether you eat it or you, use or you rub it on each other. <laughs> oh, here we go. Directions. Massage a small amount over body. Mm, <laughs> love it. That sounds fucking Thanks a delicious. Lot. And it's not from a sex shop or anything like that. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Cameron? Pretty good? Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. I mean, just what I, just what I wanted. <laughs> of all the gifts, yes. which one do you like the best? Um, I like the card the best. I like the card. The card's yeah, really the, good. It's, it is hard to choose from the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm looking at them and I'm going, yeah, you can't really yeah. win by saying baby oil, emodium, you can't really choose that. And the lemon <laughs> sorbet rub, that's not really yeah. something you can you can be proud of either. Uh, well, happy birthday, Cameron. Happy birthday, Cameron. Happy birthday. 31 years old. Happy birthday to ya. Ooh, Happy good. birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Well, done about that last oh, bit. Was yeah, that a bit much. I have no idea. It's, uh, it tingled me downstairs anyway. No, no, that's Lionel, Lionel Richie. Yeah, very you good. would know. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah, I've still got news. Still got I mean, news. No, keep going. Is there man. any keep podcast going. left? Yeah. Um, uh, my wife, fan of the show, Lauren Shearer. Lauren Shearer. Has recently been awarded a... Permanent position. So that's really great. She's got a permanent position at the hospital that she currently works at. And uh, we're very happy that one of us uh, will have a job for more than six months. That's fantastic. And you you know, you've bought a house and now that's all nice and relaxing. You can decide to quit your job and become a freelancer like me. Yep. I yeah. could I could decide that, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Get yourself a comfy gowny and some house shoes. Gowny. AKA, AKA slippers. Okay. House shoes. <laughs> Is that how they market them? 
Um, one more bit of news. Perfect. More. I'm hijacking one of Gibbo's segments this week. <gasps> Whoa! Hold on. Hold on. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I'm gonna do Gibbo's science heroes. Oh, oh, Gibbo is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing about Gibbo's science heroes is I'm always the science <laughs> hero. So I suspect I've done something amazing recently. Well, so today's my birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and I'm very busy because I'm leaving uh, on my honeymoon tomorrow. So yes. I don't have a lot of spare time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also my car has a few problems with it. And that, in fact, I got a letter from my car manufacturer oh, saying no. there's safety recall and some things need to be fixed. Shit. Mm. So I booked it in. And so t- this morning I dropped my car off. Yep. Uh, and then I had to walk about half an hour to get to a bus stop from mm-hmm. there to go to to go to work. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I was having a conversation with one of my work colleagues saying, oh, no, i got to cut this conversation off shortly because I have to go to the bus. Yeah. And he goes, oh, where are you going? I'll drive you. And I go, oh, no, it's out of your way. You have to turn around and come back. And he goes, yeah. no, 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 look, no matter where it is, I'll take you. Yeah. And so uh, this person on my very busy day, uh, on their very busy day, they drove me to the car dealership. This person uh, sounds like an mate. absolute angel. This, yep. this, person this person sounds like some sort of godlike legend. This person is this week's Gibbo science hero, and this person is Teabag. Yes! Teabag! Yes! <laughs> well, I'm not it so was almost unexpected. <laughs> not so happy about the teabag, but I am happy to be uh, Gibbo <laughs> yeah. science hero for the week. Thanks a lot for driving me down, Chris. That saved me a lot of hassle, a lot Cameron, of time. And how would you have rated my driving? Uh, you were very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't crash into a bus. Good, <laughs> um, um, which is important. Yeah, uh, when it, whenever I drive with my wife, at least one point during the uh, the driving uh, adventure, she you, will scream in terror. <laughs> I like that you when I so you drive me to the podcast. Uh, you've done that for a while now uh, because my car's fucked. And uh, one thing I always like about it, Chris, mm-hmm. is. You adhere to all of the rules. Mm-hmm. I do, don't I? You do adhere to every single rule. And I want to thank you for that. To a fault almost, yeah. And I, and I still use my sat-nav to find Andy's place <laughs> and find yours after weeks and weeks and weeks uh, it, in of fairness, doing it. In yeah. fairness to you, Gibbo, it is quite dark. Yeah, yeah. As soon as things get dark, I get lost really yeah. easily. Yeah. yeah, good. Anyway, thank you, Cameron. Thank you. I, I'm proud to be your science hero. You, des- you deserve it for this week. Oh, Gibbo is such a fucking hero. Andy, what do you got? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'll tell you what, guys. Last week, I had some great news. Freelancing's kicking off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, more articles this week. I've got two uh, out for Science Alert. I'm oh, cool. for Cosmos as well. Mm-hmm. So, everything's going really well. Last night, I went to an event called Pint of Science. Where a, a friend of the podcast, I don't think he listens, but a friend of the podcast, yeah. Justin Chalker. He's way too busy. He's to way too busy. He's really, he's he definitely has heard of it and he definitely did know he got a mention a while oh, ago. Fantastic. So he does Good. know about it. All right, it. Yeah, big absolutely. up to the chalk man. Yeah. To the chalkster. Yeah. Any, chalkster. Uh, chalkmeister. Chalky? Chalky. Oh, I like it. Yeah. J Bone? J Bone. We'll have to pass we'll, all these binders. We'll, we'll work. <laughs> yeah, we'll work. We'll work, we'll work on it. Um, anyway, so. Oh, um, sorry, he, I ruined the segment. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so he, he's, he was speaking at this and he, he gave us an update on his research and it was really, really good. But I used the event for me. Yeah, of course you did. Of course. That's right. what I do. I pitched to another podcast. 
called the Undark Podcast, okay. which comes out of a university in the States. What's it called? The, the it's what? the Undark Podcast. Ooh. And it's all about the intersection between science and society. And I pitched an idea. And last night, I went along to interview the organizers, the speakers, and the people attending, essentially, why they like Pint of Science and why they in prefer engaging with science yep. in a pub. Okay. That was it. And... Another paid gig. I'm fucking freelancing Jesus. it up, boys. Ah. What, yeah. You, uh, they paid you that before you did it, or did they... Contracts in. Uh, cool. They, it's all done. I've got the audio. Bloody now hell. I just have to put a little bit of like an intro and an end on. Guys, right. it's fucking happening. Now, could have that been good content for our podcast? It would have been fucking excellent content <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> I can't... But I'll tell you what, we don't, we don't pay you very much. No, that's do right. We? Are <laughs> they giving you a lift? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just shot myself in the foot there, haven't uh, I? Yeah. I'll be walking to he the can, podcast. He can drive a taxi next, next week, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to be Uber. I'm going to join Uber. So, just a little bit more news. Uh, something kind of, I don't know how to feel about this, Uh-oh. but it's a great opportunity. So, Someone from Adelaide Uni, they're running a biology symposium, mm-hmm. and it's for research students and academics. Okay. And they have invited me as the anti-matter brand, so the cheeky, rude, psychom style, Yes. to give a keynote talk Whoa. at their symposium. Wow. Ooh. I'm shitting myself. Ooh. <laughs> it was... Is this based on antimatter? This is. It was all through antimatter, and I really wanted to make sure. So I got in, they got in contact with me, and uh, look, I, I think it's a great opportunity. But you know, I just wanted to make sure they know what they're letting themselves in for. How many minutes? Twenty minutes. Okay. So yeah, no, we're so not talking hours. So it's, that's that's. So it's pretty much what you did at TEDx a few years ago. A, you yeah, TEDx was ten minutes. That. Yeah, that's right. So, but I wanted to make sure I was like, look, I'm out of research. I just want to make sure that you you know, like, I'll, I'll talk about science themes and like maybe ECR research, and yeah. it will, you know, I like to choose a, something that's p- potentially a little bit pointed and controversial and work yeah. it in. Um, I hope that's okay. And he was like, absolutely. Go for it. I still don't think they know what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so yeah, either. No, so they don't, they don't know what they're what they're going to unleash. I know that's on this right. Symposium. Have you met these people through one of your other nope. science communications? As far as I'm aware, I I haven't. But I, I you know I through you, the web in Adelaide, I'm sure that something has happened for them to to suggest me. But but you warned them. I did you warn them. them. I've warned them. That's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, well, I'm not going to go in there and just get naked and start wanking, but. It has crossed my mind. But that's on your mind. That's, isn't it? that's yeah. how. I mean, yeah. how, how else do you make an impression? In well, a keynote. And, and there, are other, there are other ways. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Your other. I mean, you've only got ten minutes prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be able to get myself off in ten minutes with loads of people watching. <laughs> it's going to be. They're just going to start feeling You'll sorry go for five me. times in that time. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but that's it. And also, I've got here a massive happy birthday to Cameron. Oh, thank you. That. Oh, that's it. Lovely. Gibbo. Grand news. All right. Fire. Here we go. Um, I'll keep Gibbo's news fairly brief this week. Oh, thank you. Since we spent quite a bit of time on, on Camo's birthday. Sorry, Schmoofy's birthday. But that's never going to stick. While I was out um, uh, purchasing Cameron's gifts, I went past the wetlands to see if that uh, that soccer ball is stuck <laughs> up. Oh, is the ball in the tree? Is it no, still there? 
fucking not there oh. anymore. So now you can't. You got to go there a b- b- uh, half hour before your kids get there and kick another ball oh, up I'll there. I have to. I have to get another blue ball that's spiky. But I mean, it, I, I can't tell you how disappointed I was. Oh, I'm I disappointed. Know, can we insert here how ser- how serious Chris was that that ball was never going to come yeah. out? Yeah, I want to hear him choke on his words. Gibbo's achievements. Oh, Gibbo's the best. Look what he's achieved. I got one stuck yesterday. Yeah. It ain't coming down. Oh. Gibbo's achievements. Oh, Gibbo's just the best at achieving things. Thank you. <laughs> there was no way it was getting out. So, Well, there was, and it did. <laughs> so you were wrong. <laughs> Next news. That is kind of accurate. Um, <laughs> oh, Cameron really brought that, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? I, I, feel, I, feel, uh, I feel appropriately chastised <laughs> after that. Um, so look, uh, so one thing I wanted to mention, um, a little bit, a little bit of sad news, actually, you know, uh, the namesake for Daryl Jones, his nickname, Heavy D, D. D has passed on. Oh. Yeah. You you guys are familiar with Heavy D? I didn't (laughs) realise. You didn't know the source of his nickname? No. So Daryl Jones, the source of his nickname was a rapper. Uh, actually, a disco reggae rapper called Heavy D. Disco? What did you call it? He was a disco reggae rapper. <laughs> yeah. Disco the, reggae. Um, his are they your song. words? <laughs> yeah, no, no, well, this is off Wikipedia. Is that a genre? Jesus. Yeah, All yeah. right, good. Yeah, he was unique. Um, he had a, a hit song called Now That We Found Love in 1991. Yep. He was a man of my time. Um, he was great mates with MC Hammer. Remember MC Hammer? You can't touch this. Can't touch this. Exactly right. Um, and he died of a pulmonary embolism in Los Angeles, California. And he died on November 8th, 2011. Oh, so it's oh. been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say... I, I, I just said I found out. I didn't... Oh, yeah, it's I, very I, true. I recently found out. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, Heavy D's passed on. Um, but, but, the, but the real Heavy D... Still around. Daryl Jones, still kicking it. Heavy D, love it. The uh, Schmoopy Shearer Rubbish Science Competition... Uh-huh. Where are we on that, Cameron? Did you look those up? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the SRC, uh, Schmoopy Rubbish Science Competition. Sorry, the SRSC. So, uh, T-Massive, that's me, is currently 1.25. 1.25. Oh, that would have... I mean, everyone was beating that last week, so... Oh, hold, no, no, hold on. That's last week. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, what? I got it wrong. Oh. This week, it is 1.26. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy, you're unchanged at 1. 1.5. 1. 1.5, 1. Uh, 1.5. Schmoopy, you are 1.8. You've gone yep. up wow. yep. 0.4. Good job. Martin Sweetman's gone up to 1.57. He got like an extra wow. sight, so this has gone up a million percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and so pleased you're bitching about him and not me anymore. That's great. <laughs> and Renee Gorham is up to 1.46. Oh. God, everyone's doing so well. Yeah. But from you. <laughs> It's topic for the day. Uh, and the topic for the day comes from the forum, as you've uh, worked out. It's from Dr. Kytro. Thank you. Um, and uh, Dr. Kytro says this. It occurs to me while listening to all of your brilliant ideas that a cursory risk assessment, including ethics approval, would probably cut short the fireworks, the dating science, the drumming and so forth. And she was, she, I think they, I think it's she, because I think it's Noni. Mm-hmm. Noni. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't get another name wrong. Oh, God, so <laughs> many. Arnold. Um, 
I think uh, Dr. Kytro is talking about the science. This is that we've done. Yes. Uh, and they say, do you think bureaucracy around science is stifling progress? Is the balance right? Or is there more work still to be done? Um, and so, Cameron, talk us through yeah. what bureaucracy means in the science world. Uh, so I think that the bureaucracy that I come across in my role is kind of just some checks and balances I need to go through before I do things. Okay. So say, I mean, uh, if I want to travel somewhere, there's a particular form I need to fill in and there's Mm -hmm. a particular process I need to, to go through to do that. I want to order a chemical. Mm -hmm. There's another process, another form. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, at the moment, even that the, there's a few people who need to sign these forms before they even get submitted to the person who could actually carry out the action. Yeah. Um, and so the other aspect is uh, that I, that comes across to me is the safety aspect. Mm-hmm. In that before I uh, do a uh, before I buy a chemical before I run a reaction I need to uh, write or print out a risk assessment yep. um, material safety data sheet. Uh, and an SOP, a standard operating procedure. Standard operating procedure. So uh. one question I have to, to, to all of us really is, do all these procedures in regards to safety make labs safe? Or how much safer do they make them? Because I think we've all got stories. Uh, well, I think that, um, I mean, so number one, that the checks and balances are in place really just so that we can maintain our insurance. Um, and oh, if, really? That's the main reason? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, of course it, it makes sense. A lot sense. of it is an ass-covering exercise. Yeah, right. Uh, but I do think that they really are important mm-hmm. um, and that they probably, like uh, Dr. Kytro asked, like are they in the right place or have they gone too far? I think yep. that the, it doesn't really go far enough. Oh, Cameron, what uh, would you what would you like to see? So I think that at the moment is uh, all we do is for say the risk assessment for the safety, which is what Chris asked about. Mm. So what we do is we kind of write what the chemical reaction is, like the chemicals involved are they dangerous, and if yep. they're dangerous, just tick the box, yep. say what the hazards are, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next question will be like, can you use less volume of any of those dangerous things? And then you say no or yes or those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so if someone does that and then they get sent to two people to get checked. Yep. But I've never once had a comment come back saying you didn't think about this. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what I find the most frustrating is say we do a chemical reaction and very rarely do people take into account the products and if they're hazardous or not. Or byproducts. Or byproducts. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then what to do with the waste and all of these different procedures it kind of just gets skipped over mm-hmm. what happens is the bare minimum to maintain our insurance yep. which is that we have these forms in place yep. uh, and then that's it mm. mm-hmm. so I don't think that is really doing enough like I, it could do enough if it was actually adhered to but yep. I don't think it's doing enough mm. Mm. I mean, my concern's always been that you you know all these procedures get followed, all the forms get signed, and dangerous things still get done. Yes, and and there doesn't seem to be any way to stop that. In a weird way, it's like people still do ridiculously stupid things. It's always yeah, it's weird because accidents are accidents, 
and you can put all a lot of things in place but having the paperwork is meant to i mean i can't imagine what it's like or what it was like in labs when there was no checks mm. i mean I, i'd be really interested well, i was in a lab when there were no checks really and it was pretty much the same as okay right now. yeah okay so all we're doing then is like you said providing paperwork for the insurance companies yeah. and the difference would be if something went wrong someone can get sued oh really but if everything gets followed and something goes wrong then the university has a legal recourse yeah and and they can avoid you know being sued uh, I, I i had a friend of mine in a, in a university in the states and they had a lab where they did experiments on explosives and one of their students <gasps> uh, actually had a serious uh, a serious accident and, and lost a finger or two yeah um and they didn't really have when they went through the whole procedures there wasn't that much in place mm. And the only legal recourse that they had was that they had verbally told them not to use so much of the material, mm. the explosive material, when they were characterizing it. Yeah. Um, and that's all they really had. And so there were big problems because of that. Now, if you've got a paperwork trail, then you can, st- then, you know, the university can start to say, well, that was the student's fault for not following yeah. the procedures mm. in place. At least, you know, the paperwork trail, if the paperwork's right. Yeah. Uh, the student would have at least seen like the maximum you can do is this. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my, 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 my problem with the whole thing is that the, the paperwork is done, things get signed and whatever, and then the students get in the lab and that's it. That's it. They can literally probably do what they want. It's very hard for it to be overseen. And Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the number of times I think postdocs walk into labs and see dangerous things happening mm. and they have to intervene. Ideally, you would like a lab manager for every major lab. Mm. And they would check routinely what everyone's doing, what everyone's up to. But there's no real formal process for that. Yeah, look, I think I think like universities, every university you go into has a story about the time that something happened. Like mm. at UniSA, it was the time that um, someone put liquid nitrogen in a closed vessel mm-hmm. and started to walk across campus with it. So okay. essentially, walking across campus with uh, a bomb, a yeah. time bomb. Yeah. Um, so the nitrogen would, the liquid nitrogen becomes a gas, yeah. and then the pressure would increase, increase, increase to the point of explosion. Yep. Jesus. Yep. And then at um, another university, it was a bomb reaction vessel. So mm-hmm. as, but they used far too much of the material. Yeah. Put it in an oven, it blew the door. So there's all of that, and so I completely understand why you know it, you you got to account for people fucking up and you just got to make people stop and think um the one thing that always amazed me is that it doesn't scale that the the paperwork doesn't scale with perceived risk um like this i was doing the same paperwork so i worked in it with an explosives company mm. i was doing the same paperwork there as i am when i'm dissolving something in a lab in flinders uh-huh. exactly the same amount so for yeah. me i mean sure it's simple but I was like, I'm dissolving something. There should be a moment at which I'm trusted because I've spent loads of years doing this sort of stuff. Yes. But of course, with that question is like, where do you draw the line? I know. At what point do I not know what I don't know? And I cause an accident. Well, I think that, I mean, exactly what you said, that's kind of what they're relying on people being the moment they reach our research labs where yeah. they are doing unsupervised research, yeah. they're at the point where they're smart enough to know that you can't mix this and this together yeah. or that they're smart enough to know to look for themselves what's the maximum of of this material I can have. Yeah, I think um, it's frightening though the proportion of scientists that, that aren't like that, that are sloppy, 
that that rush. I mean, rushing is the big problem. People mm. wanting to get results quickly, they cut corners, and no one knows they're doing it. Mm. You know, they might be shown how to do the procedures, and they might be trained to do it, and they might do it safely the first three or four times, and then the rest of it, they're just they're taking risks. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Chris, Chris jumped in uh, <laughs> and said exactly what I was going to say in that uh, the three-year undergraduate degree, would, they're, coming, they're coming out of that with not enough, mm. I don't think, to be um, independent researchers yeah. uh, and work safely. And so, I mean, uh, we are kind of trusted. Like, we're, we can purchase dangerous chemicals dangerous. that we can only purchase mm. because we have degrees in chemistry and physics. Mm. Uh, and that we're working at a university and then there's the oversight at the university for the reasons why we get that. Yeah. Um, but I found uh, online a uh, lab safety memorial. Memorial? In, yeah. Uh, in which they're uh, keeping uh, a list of people who have died. Oh, God. From, from lab accidents. Wow. That's wow. morbid. Uh, and so it's mm. the it's on the labsafetyinstitute.org. Mm. Uh, and this list is is mostly recent ones, and oh. it's really hundreds. Wow, really? Hundreds of people, yeah. Any particular parts of the world worse than others, or is it pretty uniform? Well, I think that the this website's uh, based in the US, so they do have a skew towards the US. Mm. Not that that's more dangerous than others, mm. but I think you know that they're, they're just going on what they find. That's, they're that's they're not getting all of them. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of. Like that's the kind of wake up call that these kinds of problems can happen. Yeah. Mm. And if you're just kind of thinking, well, they let me buy this. How can it can't be dangerous? It's like that's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I picked out one particular example. So like if I just went through and read some of these things, we'd probably be laughing, just because they seem so innocuous. Yeah. Right? Um, so I let people do it for themselves. On I don't the toilet. Can, can you can you read out one, Cameron? Well, I've, yeah, I've, I've just said before that I've got one that I'm going to go through in detail. Oh, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> All I heard the last bit was I'll let people go through it themselves. So I, I missed the earlier bit. Uh, and so you mentioned liquid nitrogen before, Andy. Yep. So the, this one person, um, I think it's in about 2007 in in, in Australia where we are. Um, they were working in a in an airtight room, uh, and this airtight room happened to have uh, cooling from liquid nitrogen mm. in it. And so, uh, in this airtight room, they got locked in, um, and uh, the the nitrogen from the liquid nitrogen slowly became the the main or the only yeah, um, gas in the air, and and they suffocated and they died. Shit. Uh, and so at this particular institution, um, the only warning signs they had was they had a, a, a note on the whiteboard saying um, <laughs> there's poor ventilation and they had a, a post-it note um, on a door yeah, as God. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the post-it note said um, low airflow. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, and so, so like so nothing saying danger or anything like that not really uh, apparently not no not yeah. according to the the article yeah. in the age that i'm looking at yeah. yeah shit that's kind of like why there is so much right it's yeah. a, it's an important thing but gibbo is it stifling progress um well no i don't i don't think so i don't think so because if an accident occurs and someone gets seriously injured then the department's fucked. 
Right, so that's You're a bigger fucked. risk to well, that's progress. A strange way of you saying the department. You'd, I don't care about the department. Well, I mean, if you look, no, but with the question is, <laughs> the question is, is it stifling scientific progress? Mm. Obviously, someone dying is a disaster, you, and, and yeah. that's that on its own is something you don't want to happen. Safety, safety should be the first thing we're all concerned about doing any experiments. Mm. But in terms of stifling scientific progress. If there's a serious accident and someone gets hurt, then the science just stops. Yeah, yeah. It just stops dead and will stop for a substantial amount of time. Yeah. So the risk of that happening is is so high that it's worth, I think, um, it's worth going through all these yeah. procedures. Mm. I really do well, think well, so. The, where you just uh, chose to leave your job, the, yeah. they had to close down for a long time because yeah, of the safety yeah. accident. That's right, yeah. So yeah. Um, we had an incident in the lab over the Christmas period. There was no... Uh, power supplied to a fridge that was meant to have power, like mm-hmm. backup power, and uh, some chemicals went a bit awry and caught the lab alight, and that was it. And so yeah. that incident has set the the research groups back several months. Like just before I was leaving, people were scrambling for milestones and be like, "What milestones can we make, and which ones can't we make?" Because all of the funding was based around milestones so just meeting these goals at set times meeting goals at set times released money mm-hmm. into mm. the university's uh, like, account yeah and so the, the whole thing happened outside of work hours so no one actually got injured no no one got injured um it but obviously yeah the the it uh went off in one lab and it affected the whole building yeah so what you were saying is like about the department thing i mean yeah absolutely like one incident in this case we were very lucky that no one was around um but it did close down a significant amount of research time yeah um so i i take the point that that noni's making is that that it does feel sometimes like it's stifling when you're filling out all these forms and we've had situations where we've had an entire lab have to come into uh uh, one of the labs and you know go through the msds's and yep. all these sort of things and it chews up a lot of time and all this sort of thing but in the long run uh, i don't think it i don't think it's that bad i really I th- don't i think what what it does feel like and it was always one thing that that really annoyed me is there are stuff in there's things in place but the nature of the bureaucracy that exists means that it's not fast yeah and like mm. when you're you know, th- there was a thing, so fill like, out a form, yeah. send it here. Then you wait for an unknown amount of time for yeah. them to deal with it. And then you move like, it to a new box. Yeah. So it's not the it's not the fact that paperwork exists. Like yeah. that's quite, if it was just to kind of go linearly and be all fine and succinct, it probably wouldn't take too long. But I had a situation where I had to fill out some paperwork to dissolve, um, I think it was magnesium nitrate or something like okay. that. Okay in water uh-huh. to form something to, to functionalize bath this. salts yeah it was bath salts exactly <laughs> to take bath salts and is this is this your girlfriend kate making you do this yeah that's right this? yeah she, <laughs> she doesn't trust me at all um and or it was a one-off experiment and i really just wanted to try it uh-huh. but because i had to fill out this paperwork which is fine but then yeah. i had to wait two days for it to be done yeah and then i had to chase it up and blah 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 i never did it yeah Mm, so yeah. I wonder, I mean, Noni is maybe a witnessed, or Dr. Kytro has maybe witnessed like things like that. Yes. Experiments that have not been done because it's just a barrier that is just, you just is not worth trying to get over. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was the other sort of type 
that you want to you're thinking about admin Cameron? Cameron no well the other one that I come across a lot is uh, releasing of money or use of money ah, so you mentioned before okay. about the milestones for for grants I yep. mean and that must go through a few people first before that even like gets registered so yeah the the grant for instance gets submitted not to the funding agency but to the institution's research office mm-hmm. who then I don't know what they do. <laughs> Print it out, put staples on it, and then send it off. Yeah, uh, I've never had anything more helpful than that happen mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the research services yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so the other bureaucracy that I come across is that uh, I am about to travel to Japan for the synchrotron that we've talked Show about before. Mm. Uh, and so the money for that is coming from an account. Yep. And so I didn't this time. I thought I don't want to just pay for my own money and then get it back later. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll just get them to pay from it at the beginning and then there we go. Perfect. Easy. Should Ooh. be easy. Easy, okay. mate. Sounds <laughs> easy. You make I it sound. I suspect it wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going and a PhD student is traveling with me at the same time. Ooh, sexy. And so we got told that for the university to pay for us, we have to go through one of two travel agents. Oh, yes, Lord. that's your right. first problem. Yeah. So, all right. I know where one travel agent is. We'll go there. Yep. Uh, we go there, we we, we uh, book in the times, and he's like, oh, yeah, great, this is all great. And then, you know, they add their 7% fee. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just like, all right, now just go through and uh, get that approved uh, on your end, and I'll and I'll get that in for you. And I'm like, oh, what? That's, that's not it. So, no. So, for me, there is an online travel booking system. Oh, no. Where I need to fill in uh, that I've booked through S- the the travel agency <laughs> uh, the dates that i'm going like just like, what all these things again yeah I have to write all of them so in. manual manual entry of all the information that's already in the in the original booking yeah and then mm. that needs to be signed by my supervisor and the head of school mm. so the head of school has to approve that i'm going to use my uh, school money to travel um to japan yeah all right and then so I did that and I got told the PhD student to do the same thing and he did it. And then I got my, I got four emails back. Yeah. One was saying, thank you for submitting it. Yes. One was saying one person has uh, signed it. Yes. One was saying the second person has signed it. Yes. And the last one was saying, well done. You've got all the signatures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're so proud of you. It must, mustn't happen very often. The system is working. Well done. All right. The PhD student got no emails back. Uh, oh, probably. no. Yeah. So a few calls to the finance office later. The PhD student isn't supposed to put in the form online. They have to do a different form to get the same thing. Oh, God. It's not easy, is it? So he prints out the exact same form, yep. but prints it out, mm. fills it in, gets the same people to sign it, but actually sign it, not just the digital signature, yep. and then then submits it. Sign, sign it. Sign, sign With it. a pen. With a pen. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I tell you what, like, I think all of our blood's boiled. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that, stifling. This is where it gets stifling. Way more than the safety aspect. Like, yeah. because safety is an easy sell, isn't it? Like, it's like, we all want everyone to be safe. Yep. Okay, feel like these broke, good, 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 and you get on with it. But this is ludicrous <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's pretty extreme like i i get paid a decent amount of money i suppose oh how much uh oh less than you were getting paid the good job you quit <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> um 
and I spent maybe six hours or so trying to get yeah, this form wow. done. Like that's a, that's and and I'm one of the lowest paid people. I mean, uh, yeah, can you imagine like, if a professor has yeah. to spend six or hours, or the head of school has to sign all these documents. Yeah, and they're one of the highest paid people in the school. All of this extra signing business, getting two people at least to sign everything, mm. is because the university, the previous system, had a flaw. And that was that some people could just put funds directly into their own bank account and not have it double-checked. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, straight from the grant. Or, uh, well, actually, a university administrative officer uh, managed to move $27 million. Yes, yes. What? I remember this story, yeah. He yeah. moved $27 million from, of, from uni- of university money into his own personal accounts. Yeah, he made the small mistake of buying basketball teams and boats. Yeah. (laughs) The small (laughs) mistake. Where's this admin person? Doesn't he just work at uni? I mean, he's only the admin, dude. He he donated $200,000 to the local basketball team. (laughs) Oh, God. He just wanted love, didn't he? (laughs) And so he did did this over a two-year span. Yeah. And he started... How long do you reckon it would have taken him? He started within a certain period of, of joining the, the, the... Oh, you mean so like as soon as he was signed up he, and then yeah. went to when he started taking money? Yeah. Within six oh, months. So I reckon you'd, you'd want to be there. You'd have to get to know people, make yeah. sure they're cool, trust you, year and a half. Uh, yeah, year and a half, I think, would be about right, but it was yeah. six months. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Teabag brings it home. Yes. Um, and yeah, so, wow. I mean, because of this, that's why this extra level of bureaucracy is there. Yeah. There's always one person Ruins fucking it, it up for everyone Ruins else. it for yeah. everyone else. So Very not good. that they really check... Real, they don't check hard what I'm... Like the SDA, yeah. the, mm. the travel agency booking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I do have to show them. Yeah, like, and yeah. then if they actually bother to look, then they might actually pick up that you know mm. I also added a little twenty-seven million dollars uh, to my <laughs> bank account in there <laughs> to buy a football team. <laughs> um, Gibbo, uh, yeah, um, admin. I think I think that is a huge sort of pain in the ass for everyone concerned. I'm just trying to think what sort of so your admin or bureaucracy. Um, annoys the shit out of me. You've you've got like an added oh, sort of thing I've on top of us, yeah. In the fact that you are responsible for a certain number of labs as yeah. part of your your so, appointment. So one of the things, and you 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 guys are both um, familiar and have some expertise on the equipment that I manage. You'd oh. be aware that having air conditioning or some sort of temperature humidity control is quite yep. good for the atomic force microscope. Mm. And in the labs I'm in, there is none. Yeah. Why don't you just get some put in? Ah, uh, isn't that uh, <laughs> isn't that the question? This is where the bureaucracy oh. comes in. So, yeah. if you were to just um, say uh, knock a hole in the top of a door and put in your own air conditioning unit, yeah, um, you could get away with that for quite a while. Okay. But when there's a safety check, the safety person will see that and go, "Hmm, is that um, environmentally rated?" Um, is it from the right company? Because any air conditioning that has to be installed in the university has to go through certain companies. Mm. It has to meet certain environmental standards. Yeah. Um, and you can't use certain uh, air conditioners. So you can't basically buy your own air conditioning unit and plug it in and use that. Yeah. So I actually got, uh, when I first arrived, one of the academics said, you should look into this and see what, what you can do. So I went through the, the formal procedure, got a guy from... Um, 
maintenance or, or whatever to come down. Uh, and he said, all right, okay, yeah, this is what you got to go through. you got to go through this group. you got to go through that. We're going to have to put a hole in here, put a tube in there, blah, blah, blah. I reckon it'll cost about 50 grand. 50 grand! And I can tell you this, we will never have 50 grand uh, to put air conditioning in those labs. Yeah. That 50 grand will always get spent on something else first. And so to bring it back to Dr. Cartro's question then, in that sense, it is stifling progress because you could do certain experiments better experiments yeah with you know, better a, results yeah possibly yeah so there you are dr kytro i think in terms we had uh, to summarize yeah uh, please some sum, sum thank that, you sum that up somehow uh h and s important doesn't necessarily stifle progress uh-huh stifle stifle doesn't necessarily stifle progress however admin yeah. around crap the the red tape required to move money to approve things isn't efficient and it stifles definitely. and it stifles progress it costs time and Loads that's the biggest thing if you, i mean if you distill everything down to what it is it's money money equals research the mm. more of the money you take up in admin the less of that money makes it to actual research so dr Kytro. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's high yeah. five. Oh, hold on. Touch my hand. Oh, I touch your hand. Uh, it's, it's all slimy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. They're probably you a touch bit my sticky. Hand, Cameron? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's your treat just before you head off on your sexy oh, honeymoon. That's the stuff. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And today, the Science This topic. Is is handshakes. 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 And this is from Arnold on the forum. Thanks, uh, AndyMatter.net. And thank you, Arnold. And thank you, all listeners who go on the forum. Thank you, all listeners. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you, listeners. And also, um, you know how we can't say Ingo Cooper's name? Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> Ingo <laughs> Cooper. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. can't I, say I that name. That. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Arnold's Colombian and... Uh, that's not how you pronounce his name. Oh shit! So oh, I've does, been calling him Arnold. Does he make a big time. deal about it? Um, his sister. So I went to Colombia and I uh, met up with his family, and his sister said, "Arnold, why are you responding to Arnold?" Oh dear. What? Be- Arnold. 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 Because you know, in in Australia, it's just like, "Hey, Arnold." Yeah. Oh, you don't. So you saying that we're we're dropping the D? Dropping the D. And also, of course, in in Colombia and in Spanish, you, there's a slight roll on the R. Arnold. So his name is Arnold. 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 Yep, so there we are. So it's from Arnold. Arnold. On the forum. There we are. We did it. I'm sure there's going to be complaints. Thanks, Arnold. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, I just want to preface this with I fucking hate handshakes. Yep, me too. I'd, I, in a formal setting, I am okay with handshakes because you know what to expect. You go in, couple of pumps... No more. You're talking about handshakes now, aren't you? I think so. <laughs> Go in. It c- connect. Not too tight, but tight enough not to be a weirdo. Uh-huh. Right? Nice dry hands. Yep. Go in. Boom. Couple of pumps. Out. Done. Nice and formal. Mm-hmm. All right? Look at them in the eyes Business, when you're pumping. Look at them in the eye when you're pumping, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. But in a social situation... There are so many iterations. And I just want to point out that mm-hmm. I am cool enough to hang out with a lot of jazz people. 
Oh, shit. Well, good for you. Thank you. Those handshakes those guys like to do is so confusing. Oh, they don't just do double No, everyone's got their own little thing. Like you come in from a big angle and you click and pluck and get and this and... Oh, I freak out. I freak out the whole time. That's not. That's not cool. It's not cool when you can't do it. That's no. It's not cool even when you can do it. Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. But what I want to say is there are bad handshakes. Uh huh. Yeah, there's loads of them. That's right. And I've got a little list here. The wet shake, clammy hands. No, is that like the wet fish? Yeah. Well, so what, what do you reckon a wet shaker should do? Just not be like, I'm so sorry, my hands are disgusting. Let's just fist bump. Uh, but what if if you saw, if you, someone knows they're a wet shaker, they quickly wipe am, their yeah. hands on their yeah. leg, yeah. and then they like, that's that's never actually going to do it. No. But do you just, do you appreciate the effort? I like that it's a little bit warmer. Cold and wet is worse than warm and wet. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. um, you've got the Terminator shake, the person who fucking crushes your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pump handle shake, the guy that keeps pumping. I said two pumps, no more. Uh, I don't want to be pumping forever. Yeah. And that normally goes along with a tight grip. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. The look away shake, what a wanker. Whoever does this, Ooh. right? Uh, look, like, uh, like looking away, they're not interested in you. You know, that's horrible. Uh-huh. Um, but one thing that everyone can agree on is no one likes a limp shake. Nope. Limp. And how do people describe it? Uh, wet fish. Wet fish. And that's what I'm sciencing. Limp fish. All so, right. my, my science... Kind of finding the opposite of a wet fish. My question is... Hard is shark. Hard uh, whale. Oh, gross. An anchovy. <laughs> a dried fish. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Some jerky. <laughs> Anyway, so oh, my, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's none of that because you, you. Oh, we're not guessing correctly. No, you're not guessing correctly. No. Um, oh. What I want to do is find out if, in a double-blind trial, people can tell the difference between shaking a person with a wet handshake <laughs> or a limp fish. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess. You're getting a hundred people. I'm getting a hundred people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and there's a box, right? And in uh-huh. the box, there's going to be one of two things. Yeah. There's going to be a, a wet handshake, okay. a wet, limp, horrible yeah. handshake, uh-huh. or a paid actor who, who's studied the who's art of a wet, limp perfectly. Yeah. What about a robot? But also to be truly double blind, they need to exist only as a hand. Okay. So... Yeah, that, that, that's that the only sense. way to be truly yeah. double blind. Yeah. yeah, you mean like a giant hand? Just a no, no, no regular sized, sized hand. A regular sized hand that just exists on its own. You know, like from the Adams family. Yeah, yeah, that. That's, Hell, what's that called? Is that thing? That yeah, or it? No, it was the hairy yeah, one. Thing, thing is the hand. Thing, right, that's right. right. Yeah, very good. Very so good. yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be in the box. Okay. Some so of you the go, time you got a you got a sloppy hand got in the a box. Sloppy hand, and the other time, I'm putting a wet. Fish, <laughs> a wet I limp see. fish. Well, how did you yeah. not get that? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I missed all that. Yeah, now I get it. This is why we have papers so we can express <laughs> these ideas clearly. Um, and so these hundred people are going to be assigned randomly whether they're going to get a limp fish, yeah, or a limp fish handshake. Uh huh. Okay. And then based on their responses, um, so what they do is they put their hand in. And they shake, mm-hmm. all right? 
and they two pumps like that's the rule two pumps yep there's also just going to be someone so they can make eye contact with just to give them a little bit of distraction uh-huh. but, but, but. um and then what they've got to do is i don't want them thinking about it because if you start thinking about it you can you can start to address you know you can start to think about it yeah, well, like it's this it's scales. a bit slimy, scaly so they put their hand in and within uh half a second they have to say fish or human Okay. If they don't say fish or human within the half second, uh-uh. they're eliminated. Yeah. And they get set alight. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you how they're eliminated. <laughs> there's, always really bad, there's always a really bad punishment. Isn't yeah, there? yeah. So that's Anal vacuum tubes setting on fire. Look, I've got to. Uh, I've got to just put the the stakes up a little bit because yeah. I need them to be on edge. The stakes are yeah. high. And are these high. are these 100 random people other science freelancers? They are other science freelancers, yeah. It's just because that... <laughs> to reduce the number out there, I like that. This is a good way and to get rid of the competition. Well, it's not only that. It's also that their hourly rate is so low. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. budget friendly. Um, it's cheaper like than that. paying for lunch. It is, yeah. I like it, I like um, it. So they put their hand in and they go, fish! And then, meh, meh, right? Uh-huh. If they're wrong, oh. they don't get set alight. Okay. Um, what happens is, is they turn into a fish. Uh-huh. Um, and then they become part of the experiment. So in okay. this sci- science, this there is magic. <laughs> Look, I'm sciencing it, mate. Yeah, I'm sciencing it. Okay. Do, anyway, do you mean I'm, like literal fish, or do they just get covered in glue and then covered in scales? I think the budget will probably extend to that. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought out how I'd turn yeah, them into But meanwhile, you'll fish. be on drugs and you're like, oh, fish, fish, yeah, fish. Yeah, just be like, fish, fish, yeah. fish. You yeah. could have some kind of genetic transmutation. That could be possible. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll go with both of those options. <laughs> now we're back to science. Um, and so of the 100 people, because it's easy math, then we'll say, okay, if they can genuinely pick a... <laughs> <laughs> slop- <laughs> yeah. If they can genuinely pick a, pick sloppy a sloppy handshake from a human, uh-huh. um, they get to take the hand <laughs> home and fuck it. Oh, jeez. There we go. Okay. Now uh, yeah. now it all starts to make sense. So, and now you are one of these random yeah. science podcasters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, freelancers that are in the trial. Uh, so yeah, so uh, and then you know you do some statistics, you work out, and then you can genuinely answer the question: Yeah, is a handshake, a crap handshake, genuinely like a wet fish? So, mm. okay. I mean, so that was quite good uh, in a way. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> I reckon what would be nicer to know is say if I'm not sure that my handshake is like a sloppy fish, yeah, then I can go to the sloppy fish handshake. Well, that's a good idea. And then what happens is. There are five booths set up. Yeah. One of them has my hand in it. Yeah. The other four are sloppy fish. Okay. And then some some contestants walk along. They yeah. shake all five hands. Yeah. And they have to if, pick. If they mm. can't work out which one was my handshake, it yeah. means I have a handshake don't, like don't a sloppy start fish. Start improving. His no, no, pathetic I, science. This. I really, I really like it because if they get it right, they they get to fuck your hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a downside there. Oh, I didn't realize that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Cameron, great added, great, great add-on, yeah. and which is why collaborations work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't always get the best idea the first time around. No, you need you need yeah. to uh, brainstorm that shit. Yeah. Anyway, boom, science this, Cameron. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it, did either of you look up the origin of why we handshake at no. all? No. Uh, no, but I assume it's a, a form of greeting. <laughs> <laughs> Chris don't need no internet. 
<laughs> am, I, am I right? <laughs> uh, well, well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So the idea why the idea why you shake with the right hand is because that's your that would be your sword hand. Oh. So this might be a terrible myth. I didn't look into anything. <clears throat> All right. I just had to sniff some bogeys (laughs) up my face. So the idea is that that's your sword hand. Uh, This might be all wrong. It's just what I saw in a movie once or a TV show. I don't know. Uh, And so by shaking the other person right hand to right hand, you're kind of showing like peace. No weapons. Like we're not not, uh, attacking each other. So it's kind of like you walk up to them, right hand out, extended, and then it's kind of a we come in peace. I'm not a threat. Yeah. Good. Uh, and so I, the only reason why I like shaking hands at all now is because it gives me a socially acceptable reason to touch Chris's hands. <laughs> <laughs> they are the softest thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And my elbows. We've discovered recently my elbows are incredibly soft. Elbows are yeah. delicious. Yeah. I'm going to have to invent a greeting where uh, I touch. we touch elbows as well. Yeah, we could rub elbows. That could be a way to greet someone. But Andy, you touched on before how you don't really like shaking hands. No, well, and I, I don't really uh, like doing it either. Mm. And I think in general, like scientists, when we meet each other, like in social situations, yep. we just say hello. We don't go, oh, hey, Andy, how are you going? Big, yep. big handshake, that kind of thing. Yep. Whereas in my other groups of friends, you know, you rock up and you got to oh, shake everyone's shake hands. everyone's hands. That's, that is really interesting. Mm. Yeah, but... I, but no scientist friends, at least in Australia and Germany, everyone shakes hands. I guess wow. it's a German thing. Uh, but is it a personality thing? Are we but, missing out on something? So, so you mean like every time we see each other, we would shake hands? Well, I don't think I don't not, think workmates would shake hands. But say if we met up at the pub. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, so the only other reason I can think of is why scientists don't really like shaking hands is because we're often wearing gloves. I, I'm going to hijack your story. <laughs> it's only fair. The first time I was at Flinders, yeah, um, I uh, met Dan Tune. Okay, who and I remember our meet our first ever meeting because I put my hand out and he was like, "I would shake your hand, but I've got gloves on," mm-hmm. and I was just a bit awkward, <laughs> and I was like. That's okay, but it's not okay. Like it's not. I, I'm like doing the English thing. Where I'm like, no, it's fine. Just touch my hand. Like, but, but he was. Oh, now in that so situation, you could touch elbows. You could. And that, would, that could, could be a socially yes. acceptable way to kind of. Oh, no problem. Elbow touch. Yeah. My God, yep. you've got soft elbows. You know that could be that could be something that we could we could bring up as a socially acceptable way mm. to greet each other. But yeah, so I ended up in this back like feedback loop with Dan yep. Tune, where he was like, no, I won't touch him. I'm like, no, it's fine. He was like, I've got gloves on. I'm like, it's fine. Yep. And I, but I completely understand why I didn't because it's not safe. That's not what you no. do. But I'm being polite, being like, no, it's fine. I'll yeah. Anyway, it was very embarrassing. I'm so sorry, Dan yeah, Tune. I'm covered in poison. It's yeah. all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. We have to meet each other. We, we just met. We have to shake hands. Just yeah. touch me now. <laughs> <laughs> Prove you don't have a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe it's because we're in gloves. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris is really, uh, so like, why do we even touch someone else in greeting? Mm. Like, it's a mm. bit, I think it's a bit outdated now. It is. Like, what do you want to just, I mean, hugging is nice, but you don't really, why not just say hello? I don't want to be hugging everyone either. Not, not yeah, I mean, that. it's uh, hugging like handshakes when you're not really sure if it's the right time to do it. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of just wanting to completely replace the handshake as for a greeting. Perfect. Uh, and so yeah. I mean, touching elbows is okay, but that's I mean that's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that the the science greeting uh, we don't like shaking hands. So nope. let's we'll all agree. Scientists don't shake hands with each other. Agreed. All right. There's no awkwardness around that. So mm-hmm. we can just nod at each other. Yep. And then oh, t- that's a bit. Yeah, you're doing the. It's it's yeah. I don't know if I like it. Oh, what's better? Eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> what about that's like, creepy. the Vulcan thing? Nerd. That. That's how you get beaten up, mate. <laughs> uh, and then uh, as a greeting, I think we should have our own special greeting. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you say hello. Uh, in Germany, they say uh, greet God to each other. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, what's like a little saying that we could say to each other? And I think that the nicest thing you could say to another scientist is... I'd add you as an author. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd add you as an author. It's yeah. a mouthful, but it, it is definitely a nice thing to say. Yeah, so I mean, and with time, of course, that would condense. Yeah. Maybe like author you. Author you, yeah. <laughs> author you. Author you. Yeah, love it. Author or, you. Author. Author. <laughs> or instead of good day, good results. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it all makes results. sense. Good results. Good results to you. Good results to you. Yeah, so uh, my science for handshakes is just to to spin it towards scientists and to match what we actually need from a greeting. Yeah, which is uh, a, an agreement to uh, get get our names on publications. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. You guys have have, have scienced it. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'd, I've got something to say. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> you. You don't me. Oh, yeah. Cameron, good results. All right. So both of you had your go. Both Thanks. were pretty yeah, pedestrian. We did. Um, did you listen to either of them? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'd love to plug something into Gibbo's teabag's mind and just it would just be like Gibbo, 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 yeah, Gibbo, Gibbo. Unfortunately, you know, anything past ten seconds I may forget. But, That's all right. Um, one thing I did like about Cameron's um, one was thing. that it was very science. Scientist focused, and that's yes. what I've done. Okay. okay, so we're looking at handshakes amongst scientists and yep. only scientists. I like what that I'm you're pro- scratching yourself while what, talking. What, what I'm proposing is not going to work outside of science. Yeah, you'll understand once you hear it. Okay, all right. So, as we have established, a handshake is a type of greeting. As Correct. Established. And as uh, Andy's already said, there are different kinds of handshakes. Yes. Uh, all different types. The website I looked up said there were 10 different types. Mm. That's, that's too many. You know, you've got to try and work out what the handshake means. You've got to remember all the different types of handshakes so you can <laughs> understand what the person... Which one am I doing? Yeah, what, what the person's thinking about you as, as you're shaking them. Mm. A much simpler and scientific way of doing it. Did I just... My voice is... Yeah, it did. Simpler. Congratulations. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I feel the ball drop too. Anyway, um, would be... Uh, so we remove all confusion... And we wear, everyone in science wears a portable LED sign. Okay. Perfect. All right. Yep. So I'm, I'm imagining a situation, you know, like the uh, laser gun exactly. things, like a vest with a little yep. LED printout on the front. Okay. It's quite large and there's going to be some text and some numbers on it. Excellent. Oh, wow. Advanced that? LED science. Exactly. What is that text and numbers going to be? On it, it will have your academic level. <laughs> a, B, C, D, E, or F, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, have and, uh, lower in the alphabet's better, unfortunately. So A is lowest. Oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. E is a the is, highest. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, then weird. it'll have your scopus sites. 
your Web of Science site. No. no. Why would you want to walk it around? It needs You've one. You've got to listen up. Um, and these will be up. This, it'll be connected to the interweb, so it'll update, you know, whenever Web of Science and Scopus updates. Yep. Uh, it'll have your Scopus H-index on there. Yep. And then it'll have um, another thing called the Scientist Success Score, or the SSS. And Ooh. that will be calculated from those other numbers. Okay. And I very carefully thought up a formula. Okay, oh, calculate here we this go. number. Okay, mm-hmm. so here is, we go. It is um, if you have if you are a level C or above, you are given five hundred points. No, they sh- they shouldn't get any points. <laughs> if you are below level C, you get ten points. <laughs> <laughs> this number is multiplied by the number of Scopus sites <laughs> to the power of four, multiplied by the number of Web of Science sites to the power of four. Multiplied by the H-index to the power of six. Uh Whoa. And as you walk towards each other, you will see that person's sights and their score. Yeah. So, for example, if I was to walk towards Andy, you would see my score, but they would be in communication with each other because we're in proximity, and a ratio would be calculated. So, the, um, for example, the T-bone to Baldy SSS ratio... That's me. ...would be... Nine nine four six four seven six one six seven. So that's billions, and I would see, uh, and then, and I would see a ratio for you because it would be your number divided by mine, Shit. and it would be like one times ten to the minus ten. <laughs> the team bone to Cameron SSS ratio, uh, the score Schmoopy would see would be two nine nine one three eight one, and T bone myself would see three point three times ten to the minus seven. <laughs> So, if you see a ratio greater than um, 2,900,000, then full supplication is required. <laughs> what you must does... go down and bend a knee, groveling, some gentle sobbing must occur, gentle sobbing, and general snivelling. If you see a ratio less than 2,900,000, you must look superior and wait for the groveling. Um, the LED could also display what is expected from the approaching scientists. So, you would come towards me... The ratios would be seen and it would say to you... Get down on your knees. Get down on knees and start groveling towards your superior. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, we would get rid of all this bullshit with handshakes and we would know exactly where we stand with each other. <laughs> Boom. Handshakes done. Boom. Music is provided by VoiceRom. Do you know about VoiceRom? I know loads about it. VoiceRom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Buy their stuff. Um, also remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like yep. our Facebook page, yep. join in the forum. The important thing is mm-hmm. leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast. Yeah, Reviews please. are very important. Oh, do you it. know that we got, we have a second review on iTunes? No. What? From who? El Groover. El oh. Groover. Lecky, we love you, awesome. Lecky. Good yeah. job, Lecky. the show, El Groover? Do you want, shall, I, shall I read it out to you? Yeah, yeah. do it. Go on. All right. The review from El Groover. Five stars. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Good on you, Lecky. All right. And he writes, top banter from three of Australia's finest scientists. Yeah. Oh, Lecky. Yeah, he's a great guy. You're so kind. 10 out of 10. Would recommend to other carbon-based life forms, a.k.a. meat bags. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the uh, it's uh, the okay emoji, maybe? Yeah. Okay emoji. It's Okay. Perfect. So, yeah, that, I mean, uh, thanks, uh, El Groover. Thanks, Lucky. El Groover. Yep. Thanks, El Groover. Uh, and uh, everyone else, write them on. Yeah, yeah go on. Going. Get in. That's what we need. Um, and also, buy some merch. 
mm. buy the merch. Yeah. Uh, Redbubble. Zazzle. Zazzle. Redbubble. AndyMatt.net forward slash shop. You were just listening to Publish, Perish, or Podcast. Mm. It was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, STA Travel. I'll say it. I'll say it. I don't know why I didn't want to say it before. <laughs> Cameron's preferred of the two possible ones. At Blinders yeah, Uni. Phil Hoffman, you suck. I'm an STA Travel man. SGA! SGA! I've ordered right. it the whole podcast. <laughs> there it is at the end. Uh, final farewells. Goodbye from T-Bone. T-Bag. Uh, uh, ciao. Bye from me. The girl from Ipanina goes walking. That's elevated music. <laughs>